From the Thai Cats Audio Network, this is Thai Cats Today with Braden Neville. Hello and welcome to another episode of Thai Cats Today for this Friday, October 20th, 2023. And joining me on today's show is Brian Simmons. Brian, the Thai Cats are on that final bye week of the season. We don't have a game to talk about, but what do you think this team should be doing during this bye week as they prepare for this big stretch here coming up? Well, you know, uh, Braden, it's a very long season. And uh, I can imagine a lot of guys are probably lumped up. Because I always say after day one of training camp, you know, usually 80% of the team, they hurt something sore. So uh, at this time of year, you know, I mean, I always when I played, I always felt like at this time of the season, yeah, there are things you can get better at physically. But it's like the muscle memory has been so programmed in your body throughout long, throughout the season it's like I, you really got to take advantage of the mental part of the game, you know, just going back, looking over film and just resting and taking advantage, you know, of the time that you get off. Because uh, it's kind of nice to have, you know, a bye week, you know, right before you got one more game and into the playoffs. And in your experience at this point of the season, how's the body feeling, especially with you when, when you were playing on that O-line? You're, you're taking a lot of contact game in and game out. But, but what was the body feeling like for you as you approached the playoffs? Oh, it, it, it wasn't feeling pleasant. i tell you that. Uh, <laughs> there was a couple of seasons, and it's just crazy. I can go out there and, you know, play football at one, you know, one of the highest leagues in, in this world. But I couldn't even do three push-ups because like, my shoulders were so shot. It was like you just sore from the banging and, and stuff like that. So, And then as the weather gets a little colder, you know, those hits, they just seem to get a little bit deeper to the core. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I can imagine. And I, I mean, when you're doing a push-up, it's a little different than, say, if I'm doing a push-up. There's a little more weight there. A little, <laughs> You're a little bit a bigger guy than, than most. But, Brian, they have the Montreal Alouettes the final game of the season, and then they have them in the playoffs. But... In this final game of the season, how do they approach this? How do you think they should go about playing who they play? Oh, man, it's tough. It's tough because it's like – it's tough, Brady, because it's like if you don't – you choose not to play someone, you know, that's two weeks mm-hmm. on the shelf, you know. Yeah. So it's like it's such a long stretch. I mean, I would imagine that they might, you know, play some guys for a half, a quarter, or something like that. That's what I would think at least. But I would be surprised that – some of the guys like okay, I can see like like Butler. I can see you not playing him, you know. Yeah, because I yeah. feel like he's a guy that I just feel extremely confident that he's going to be showing up on game day, you know. Whereas like mm-hmm. there's some other guys that you know their rhythm might be needed more as well too. So I mean I don't know. I, I really I'm curious to see how they play it out. There's guys who set goals for themselves throughout the season, and and there's guys in the like races for for certain categories, like receiving yards. You got Tim White and and James Butler wants to finish strong, and he said he has goals and expectations. But is it kind of time to put those goals in the back burner and just kind of think, okay, let's keep my body right for the playoffs here, and and maybe forget about maybe those categories you were trying to hit that you're maybe so close to in this final game of the season. I mean, in my opinion, I can understand where they're coming from. I mean, as an offensive lineman, you don't really see that many, those kind of goals yeah. really put into contracts, but I can understand it. I mean, me personally, if I think it's something that could be reached within the first quarter or something, yeah, hmm. I understand. But if it's like you got to have like an amazing game to reach that feat, I just don't <laughs> think it's worth it. I mean, you have to remember, you know, what the main purpose is while you're here, you yes. know, is to get that cut. Yeah. And, and so. I have a feeling we'll see a lot more of Taylor Powell in this final game of the season, but heading into the playoffs, they've been doing this two quarterback system, trying to get Bo ready to play. But do you think it's time for one quarterback to step up and be the guy the entire time when it, when it comes time for the playoffs? 
I mean, me personally, if it was up to me, it would be I would make that choice, mm-hmm. you know, to have one quarterback. Um, I don't look down at what they've been doing mm-hmm. because I think with the kind of injuries we've experienced this season, it's like it's it's so it's such a great thing to have that next guy ready. Yeah. And I feel like with what they've been doing, it's like, you know, we have three quarterbacks, you know, that can make plays and get the job done. Mm-hmm. So um, I would be surprised if they do the multi-QB thing, um, you know, in the playoff game. But uh, yeah. that, would, that would be my choice. If it were up to me, I would just have one QB. And if the quarterback, I, I, I mean, assuming that it's Bo Levi Mitchell starting that playoff game, and, and I think that's what they're hoping for, how big is it to have a guy like him and the experience he has in these playoffs and – and have a quarterback who's been there and he's won great cups as your starter. Oh, it's a, I mean, when you look at it, even amongst the quarterbacks in this league, you can say Bowles probably had, I mean, with exception of Zach lately, Bowles had more postseason success than most of these guys is yeah. playing. You know, so it's like, he, this is not something that he's foreign to. Like, he's been here before, he's done that, and, I mean, I you can just see the poise he has when he comes in to play. You can just tell, like, if I knew nothing about Hamilton Tiger Cat, CFL or whatever, if I turn the TV on, I see him play, I'll be like, okay, this guy's done this yeah. before. You know, you can, you can just see it. So it's very important to have that. And, I mean, guys, I mean, players feed off of that. You know, it's, it, it, sometimes it matters who, you know, the commander-in-chief in there. Like, if he doesn't have his guys with him, it can affect the play of the other guys. In your experience, Brian, who is the quarterback that you've played with that just flips another switch come playoff time hmm i know you've played with a lot of great quarterbacks i have i have um honestly i'll have to say uh smiling hank i'll say henry birds um he was he was just i mean he was a gunslinger so he gonna take chances but when i tell you this guy is playing to win every game and win every game big That's one thing I'll say about him. Like he, he really was a guy that could step it up in those games. And he was a fun guy to watch in the playoffs. And it's, that's one of those people that he, is a successful quarterback and one of the greatest of all time. I want to transition mm-hmm. a little bit here. All-star voting is happening. So there's something that people are excited about. A lot of players, I feel like, on the Ticats could be all-stars this season. Who do you think has the best shot on the Ticats on, on offense to be an all-star? On offense, let's see. It's it's going to be – I will say this. It's, it depends on how many running backs they're carrying. Like, if they're carrying one, it's going to be tough for them to choose between Butler and uh, AJ because they both both had great seasons. But if they're choosing two, those are the two for sure, in my opinion, Um, in the East is, uh, at least. But I would say, honestly, out of everyone on the offense, the one the two people I would say that's for sure, I would have to say Tim White. Um, I'd be surprised if he didn't make it. And – I think this is, and I'm not. This not favoritism, but I think if Revan Bird doesn't make it, like to me, he's that's the yeah, that's the guy that I mean. I think he's playing the best offensive line in the league personally right now. If you had to pick uh, the best player on offense, I'm putting you on the spot big time here. But who's your star of the Ty Cats offense this season? I know there's so many guys to choose from, but but I'll I'll give you one. I'll maybe give you two, two guys, two guys. Yeah, that's hard. <laughs> okay. If you can say two, oh, that's tough, man. No, it's it's because I really want to say three. But. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you three. I'll give. I mean, I'll give you three. If I say three, is is Butler, Tim White, and Revenberg. That's why I have to say that. And For sure. I know the average fan, they probably wouldn't understand, you know, the importance of Revenberg being in that list. But those other two guys wouldn't be able to make plays if he wasn't doing this job. Exactly. And and if anyone understands the importance of O Lyman, it's you, Brian. So. 
Yeah. On defense, who are you guys? Uh, defensively, uh, um, I can't. Uh, I'm I'm blank with names right now. <laughs> Defensive tackle, number forty four. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he. I feel like he's had a, a really solid season. His presence is felt. Um, also, I feel like Thurman had a good season as well too. Yep. And um, Stav, I think, is another I, big guy too. Yes. Yeah, I, I was. Yeah, I was getting to go. Yeah, and safety. Um, Leonard has played well. I mean, it, it's a honestly, man, it's a it's a bunch of guys you could choose from on the defensive side of the ball as well. And I am putting you on the spot here, Brian. So, so I apologize for that. But Scott Milanovic has come in, and and he's been one of the biggest contributors to the success of this team and this offense in the second half of the season. But what has he done to this offense to to make it so success, successful here in this second half? Well, in my opinion. Um, and it's such an odd spot to be in because, like, you know, I, I actually – I love who the former offensive coordinator was. Yeah. I played for him. Of course, yeah. You know, but uh, I will say just the change that I see looking at it from just, a, you know, breaking it down from what I see, I, I think he's really done a good job of realizing what the team's strength and, strengths and weaknesses are, mm-hmm. and he's used them to the best of his advantage. You know, he's really tried to simplify the game down. You know, it looked like the players are just playing, you know, and – they don't, it doesn't like their thinking as much. So I think he's done a good job because honestly, honestly you do have to think in this game. But yep. as a coach, I feel like you should make it – You should. I always say the best coaches, they provide you cheat sheets to the game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, this is what we have? Oh, okay. You know, where you're not out there thinking, you can just, you know, play. Yep. So to me, I think that's the greatest thing he's done for them, and he's done a great job. It, yeah, it's it's been exciting to watch it. And Tommy was a great offense coordinator. He still is, and I'm sure he'll be mm-hmm. in this league again. We'll see him again soon. You're going up against Montreal. We've seen Cody Fajardo and what he can do against this Ticats team, but it's been a long time since these two teams have played. What yeah. do you need to do defensively to throw him off his game in these next – well, I, I, we probably won't see much of him in the final week of the season, but looking ahead to the <laughs> yeah. playoffs, what do they need to do to finally beat this Montreal team and a team that's really shocked a lot of people with how good they've been this season? They got to really, you know, continue to just apply pressure and turn the ball over. And one thing about this game, the playoff game, I'll say, they don't keep it close because Montreal is one of those teams, you know, you just let them hang around and hang around. You know, it'll come down to like, you know, some play at the end of the game and whatnot. Like, don't make it close. You know, just we need a fast start, which I feel like we haven't started fast lately. You know, it's been faster start. So we just got to continue that and. One thing I always say to myself as a player, Braden, is I know it's a playoff game, but at the end of the day, it's just another game, yep. you know? So it's like sometimes I see guys psych themselves up too much and make it bigger than what it is. I understand, you know, what's on the line, but you have to go out there and play the game, you know? Don't don't let it get to you too much. You've played in Montreal, Brian. What is mm-hmm. the atmosphere like for these playoffs games in Montreal? What is, what's that crowd oh. like? Oh, it's, 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 it's going to be a, a hostile crowd. One thing I'll say about that city is when they're winning – you know, they're really behind you. And honestly, my favorite game of all time I played was actually uh, my rookie. It was a rookie playoff game. It was, um, 2011, we was playing in the Olympic Stadium against uh, Montreal. And um, it, was, it was a blow, a, a high-scoring game. I think it went a double overtime or something. It was like Rocky Ford, man. Just <laughs> left, right, back and forth. One of, the, it's most, one of the most fun games I've ever played. But the crowd was just so rowdy. And I learned, you know, my rookie season in Montreal, they, they have a fiery crowd. So it's going to be a great atmosphere. Yeah, and, and they get to see the Ticats twice in a row. So it's going mm-hmm. to be exciting to see. I'm going to completely switch up here. We're one month away from the Grey Cup. And 
all football aside, there's also a ton of other stuff going on around the Grey Cup. But there's a few performers. There's Dirty Nil just announced. We have Carrie Underwood, and we have Green mm-hmm. Day performing at halftime. Brian, who would you want to see the most? Those are all such great artists. But out of those three, mm-hmm. who, who are you most excited for? You know, I'll say, I'll say this. I, I love Carrie Underwood's voice. I think she has a very powerful voice. But I will say... <laughs> Even though she is associated with football, the Sunday night song, yep. it's like when I think of football, her voice is the first kind of mine. And I just think it's, I don't want to be lulled to sleep, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I probably would pick Green Day out of all of those groups. Yeah. I would. Uh, and yeah. the funny thing is, Brian, Green Day was the first CD I ever purchased when I was, I think I was like 11 or 12 years old. And that was the only CD <laughs> I had. And I used to listen to it on repeat. I'm pretty sure I drove my parents crazy listening listening to Green Day. If you will, Brian, yeah. to close out this show, what do you think this Ticats team needs to do in this next week, getting ready for this final game of the season? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't want to say they should treat this like a preseason game. I mean, ultimately, you yeah. want to win because it does send a message. Whoever whoever loses this game is going to come in the next week just feeling not as confident as the team who, you know, won. So ultimately I would like to win the game, but at the same time, guys, you know, play smart, you know, make business decisions while you're out there, you know, and who's ever had, let's say for the guys who hasn't played at all at all this season, who get a chance to play, you know, in that situation, I've never been in that situation, but if I was, I would tell myself, Hey, this is another chance to get evaluated, you know, to show these guys what I can do. So, you know, if they have that kind of energy, you know, and just, spread that amongst the team I think it'll be fine so that's what my mindset would be Braden honestly just going in playing solid football and the number one goal is winning and then you know trying not to get hurt at the same time yeah that's the biggest thing we it's nice that they have this little break here because there's been a ton of injuries on this mm-hmm. on that secondary and and all over this Ticats roster so good for guys to heal up again but Brian I appreciate you coming on the show today next week we'll have a game to talk about might not be a game where we see a lot of starters but we'll have a game but once again brian simmons as always pleasure to have you on the show today uh likewise brady man take care